The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Chapter 13 verses 44 to 46. Jesus said to his the crowd, "The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone has found. He hides it again, goes off happy, sells everything he owns and buys a field." Again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls when he finds one of great value he goes and sells everything he owns and buys it the gospel of the lord the readings of today tell us the best way to be close to the lord moses meeting yahweh coming down his face they said they couldn't even look at him he had to put a veil i'm sure we do a lot of makeup and additions to increase glow in our face and here is the best the natural way look at the lord look towards him and you will be radiant as the sun says and the gospel of today what is worth that i will give my life for and that is worth which i should live for and god alone nothing else and we have a saint today to remember saint alfonso very close to us in our own country to some of us our own state ma'am dinu who read the reading today is very close to her house we have gone said mass i have said mass in her too many times i have a very close devotion not enough that i take we take pride my state my nation my country or my relation no i think the pride should be that i will imitate the virtues that we see someone who was born the 20th century 1910 it is said that before she was born she was born to joseph and mary her parents and her mother had when she was sitting carrying her uh, alfonso within she said it said that the mother had saw a snake falling from the roof of the house and got such a fright that that disturbed her down through the days and the child was born prematured and within 30 or 27 days some say that the mother passed away of alvonsa and this little girl child was sent to her maternal uncle and maternal auntie to care of and she named after her little lan and she carried on started studies and she always wanted to become a nun or religious but her auntie and her father was totally against it and did everything to avoid this it is said that in her biography or in her story written that she even had a vision of a wonderful sister you know a foreign like sister who appeared alone and later she realized it was saint teresa of the little child who was asking her and called telling her that you will and you will have a life similar to her and when we look at her life we realize it is almost same 
It is said that she was very beautiful. She was called the little lamb. And she was very beautiful and many men around wanted to marry her. And her auntie was very much interested in the sale to send her off in marriage, of course. Although those days, very early, at the age of 12, it felt they planned. But like many other saints, you know, who, let's say, to look less beautiful, she too did something. It is said that she put her both feet into burning chaff, burned her, which almost up to the knee made her disfigured, and this became a suffering for her all through her life. Some say it was accidental, some say it was done so that to avoid that she would not be given, and after this she was for days in the hospital and came back. Of course, then through the intercession of the parish priest, she was allowed to join the Clarist convent, the Franciscan Clarist congregation, which was near, and she joined, did her studies, little, sent for teaching, made her religious profession, and when she took the first religious vows, you know, every religious takes the vows of obedience, poverty, and chastity, she added one more, that my vow to the Lord would be that I will become a saint. And that was a call that was given to her. She took on herself and her life was. She was sent to another convent to teach, worked as teachers, but very often she was sick, came back, and it is said that after her final, it was at her profession that she took the name of Saint Alphonsa after Saint Alphonse Ligori and wanted to live a life that is full of sanctity. She had continuous bleeding, bleeding through the nose and her wounds of the leg never cured. And it is said that anything that she takes, she would vomit. But one exception, Holy Communion alone, she would not. But anything else, she was, and she was in bed for many times. A lot of misunderstanding, a young sister lying down sick, not able to do anything. And through the intercession of another saint of same place, Saint Chavara Elias, he appeared, a saint who had died a century before, and told her that your bleeding will stop, but you will get other sufferings. And she suffered out of deep pneumonia and was in bed. And at the age of 36, she died. And it is said that only 20 people were there at the funeral. And her coffin was carried by their own sisters because there were not many. But someone who made a difference in her life was a CMI spiritual director called Father Remelus, who made, in fact, the funeral oration. And this is the words that she, he said, which is, if you go to her tomb and if you go to the museum, it is written there, his speech, you know, Remelus. Someone who guided her in her difficulty and who knew her, the suffering, the pain, the difficulty that she went through. And the famous oration of Father Ramalus, he said, if we knew the one who is here lying before us, we would all come, touch her and long for something of her, like relics. But a day will come, priests, bishops, cardinals and even Pope will come to kneel at your tomb. And dear friends, that is what took place, you know, in 1986, St. John Paul II, Pope then, came and she was beatified there. 
and enough cardinals, enough priests, enough people have come and it has become like a pilgrimage center. And in 2008, Pope Benedict canonized her and the miracle that was attributed to her was a little boy who had a club foot was healed through her intercession. And there are so many miracles that are associated to her. And what is there that we can take? If you read her story, it's interesting. Her life was within the four walls, never preached anything, never did anything. The only things that she had was sufferings, pain, sickness, continuous sickness. And it is said that the bishop who had intervened because at one point the sisters thought she is too sick, we will ask her to live because she may not be able to serve as a sister. It is Bishop James of the diocese who intervened and made her, helped her to go through and make the profession. And it is said that after that, a year or two, Bishop James got malaria and he was in bed. And St. Alfonso then knew that this, and she prayed, give me his sickness and make him well because he has more mission than me. And in fact, it happened, it is said, St. Bishop James got up in a day or two and Alfonso got the malaria at the same time. And she was like someone inviting trouble, inviting suffering and pain, while we are in the other way. We want to throw far away suffering and pain and sickness from our life. The three things that she said is very interesting. Religious life, all of us are called, you know, when we look for comfort, etc. Here is her words. Religious life, Christian life, is an invitation to the cross to be hanging. Religious life, Christian life, is to enter through the narrow gate. And Christian life, religious life, is like that simple seed to fall, to die, so that we will yield much. Now, after her death became an immediate practice, people visiting her tomb and praying to her. Even towards the end, it is said that in the convent, she had very miraculous powers, but no one saw it. It would be always because she was always in her bed. In fact, if you go to the pilgrimage center of her, her bed, the things that she used are all kept. She would predict the death of people around and would say things and people who asked for prayer, especially prayer of healing to her, would immediately be healed. This was when she was alive, especially the last two, three years. But her sickness, it was always there. So what is the message? And she, she took it offered it as an uh, offering to the Lord. I had a teacher who taught me, who was, whose mother was in the boarding when Sister Alfonso was in the convent. And this, we used to hear a lot of stories. And in the convent, it seems there was a practice. You know, when students go for examination, the sisters would take, put lot and choose the names of students and each sister would pray for a group of students. And it is said that every student whose name was taken by Sister Alfonsa, Saint Alfonsa, would miraculously have passing and also great miracles. And they would students would always pray that my name would 
be with Alfonso. And that became a practice. Students immediately after her death, Kerala, there is a practice. Students go and pray, put their pens, examination materials on her tomb and before going for examination. Dear friends, here is a saint, someone who's lived very close, someone maybe we can say near to us in our country, in our state, in our region, someone in the last century. But what is the challenge to us? I'm sure each of us, wherever I am, I am called to be a saint. I don't have to look for. Here is someone who did nothing great. The world did not know her, but God knew her and raised her to the highest of the altars. And today we remember her as a great saint. And that's the gospel of today. We want to be radiant, look at the Lord. If I find the treasure and the pearl, you know, treasure is naturally found. We are not searching, the one who finds a treasure. But the pearl, we need to search. But once we find it, that is worth everything else. Dear friends, may we through her intercession pray for this grace that we find the Lord, we find this treasure, and the treasure is within. God's kingdom is in me. And may we live it, and may this great saint help us to walk this way of sanctity.